June 12th, day five of mining operation Kappa. The crew is working well above minimum efficiency and are really clicking together. Obviously, that's why they were picked for this expedition. However, they are beating my expectations. Honestly, I really like this crew. They make me laugh and they make the mindless part of this halfway enjoyable. They all live such different lives from me. I mean, this whole crew is from Texas and from my understanding, they go out together pretty frequently and all know each other's families, which is just different. I know about as many members of my own family as they know of each other's. And that sense of community is really cool. I don't know if I'd be into all that. It sounds like it could be a lot of drama. Well, anyways, we are 5.2 kilometers ahead of schedule. End of audio log 11. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Blake. And this is Brandon. And we are about to end up the recording of our 40th episode here. And we just wanted to let you all know that we did have a little bit of Wi-Fi issues, some tech issues today. So if there's a little bit of like we jump, I guess like not a clear transition going from topic to topic, that's why. Yeah, we apologize for any inconvenience that might have caused listening to the episode. That seems like we got a Gengar just yeah. terrorizing us the whole way through. <laughs> yeah, like the Gengar was following us around and, and haunting the, the audio file. So <laughs> thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Yo, 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 what is going on, you guys? It is BP here. And this is Blake. And we're coming at you with the Sticky Buttons podcast, a brand new episode today, a very special one. Yeah, it's our 40th episode, which is 4-0. And honestly, dude, you know, now that now that I'm thinking about this, this is like like the stars are aligning because me and my girlfriend just had our four-year anniversary yesterday. What? Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I don't know. I feel like four years is, is a big, I feel like that's a big, that's a big number. I'm just going to say that's a big number. That's a milestone because that's a quarter of a dozen. Hey, that's true. That's true. I actually, I, I read this article one time and it said that you don't really, you don't truly know somebody until you've known them for four years because like people have like moods and, and cycles and tragedies that happen in their lives. So you don't really see how somebody reacts to things that come their way until you've known them for four years. That makes a lot of sense. You know, you got to see them through 16 seasons before you know them. 16 seasons. That's funny. <laughs> that sounds like the name of a band. 16. Dude. Or four winters. Four winters. Oh, oh man. That's hey, we should tough. get paid for this. That's tough. Hey, we should start, man. We'll start a recording label called four winters. I'm for it. You're for it. I love it. <laughs> All right, man, let's get into this, dude. I actually, I wanted to talk to you about something that's somewhat adjacent to four. It's actually, it's about my PS5, man. Dude, I have, I have a sad truth and I feel bad because there are people out there that can't get a PS5. Mm-hmm. The honest truth, man, is that I've hardly touched it. I really have. Like I, I've been using it to play some PS4 games and that's about it. I have I have two PS5 games, and I, I literally I haven't even played them five hours total. <laughs> so, oh man, I and you know it's it's funny, man. I I feel like I have like reached this introspective on myself that 
I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get judged out here, but I really like indie games. And I think that maybe I like in, yeah, I think I might like indie games more than AAA games. Dude, that's awesome. That's, I feel like you're, you're low key flexing right now. No, I don't think it's a flex at all, man. <laughs> oh, I just feel, I just feel bad. Cause I'll see my dude. I saw my PS five and I was like, what is this? And I like ran my finger across the top. It was a layer of dust. Oh God. A layer of, Oh God. I was like, what criminal. am I doing to myself? That is criminal. I know. What a way to start that episode. I know. I, I feel, I don't know, man. I feel bad, but it's also like, Hey, like I'm, I'm realizing this about myself that I, I like indie titles and that's okay. You're learning. That's okay. That's what life's about. Yeah. And you know, funny enough, there's an indie title that I'm going to talk about today that kind of made me realize this. And I was just like, man, like I could be playing Ghost of Tsushima, tough, tough, God of War. What are some, I have like both Spider-Man games. I'm just like, man, I just want to play this indie game right now. The new Call of Duty Vanguard. Is that out? Just came out last night. Last night? On November 4th? Yes, sir. On November 5th. Hey, man. Honestly, the came out today. Sorry, today. The fours and fives today, today. November 5th, 40th episode, four winters, five winters. Maybe we should just call it that five winters, <laughs> five winters. You know, I wonder if there's something about fours and fives. Let's see. Fours and numerology. Are we getting into numerology here? We are, man. The number five meaning and let's do number four meaning. So number five is a, a key characteristic of number five is curiosity. The master of change. I like that. Beautiful. Curiosity. Master of change. Number five. Let's check out number four. Because this is how you change things is with a hand. Oh, with your hand. Five fingers. Some people have four fingers, though. But there are climbers who climb with one, with just five fingers and a nub. That's pretty cool. We can do pretty cool yeah, stuff. We're really we're adaptable. Just, we're, just, we're just adapters. <laughs> I made up a word. Is that... Adapters into the word. I think so. Yeah. We're just uh, just like adaptable. Oh yeah. So four is dependable and extremely sturdy. So we're curious, but also extremely sturdy. That sounds like our podcast. I would say we're consistent, but also curious. I like it. I'm about it. (laughs) I'm about it too. Man, who knew numerology can be so spot on? Dude, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, I don't know. I love numbers and you know, there's like, it's so crazy, man, because like numbers, it's like the universal language. Yeah. It's really interesting. And that's why I love math. Just like the truths, the universal truths of it. Definitely. And you know, it's even funnier about that. All video games are numbers. Oh man. I'm ha- I feel like I'm having like a breakthrough here. Like it's all in binary. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they are. And you really think about it in a big, big scale. They are just numbers. It's just the ones and zeros. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, honestly, that is like a perfect transition into one of the games I want to talk about. So I'm, I'm just going to jump into that. I was going to talk about something else first, but honestly, they, we couldn't have asked for a better transition there. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Brandon, have you ever heard of the concept of getting sucked into a video game or like a person being transported into like the video game of the or like yeah, just like a person being transported into a video game and then they play the video. I definitely am very familiar with that concept. I've even seen commercials where they, you know, market video games using that very same concept. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I totally have seen some of that. I the example that comes to mind is the movie Tron, which is I guess spoilers. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I kind of liked it. Just all the colors. Oh and man. Stuff. But I can see why you might say that. Just like the plot is that. Yeah, the, is that I was why? gonna say yeah. The plot is is not not great, and I I think it's like the one of the coolest concepts out there, but it just like falls so flat. And I also I don't know. It's like an old movie too, so it's like, do you really want to watch like an old '80s movie? But man, there is a game out there, and it came out this year, and this game is like a way better version of that, and you the player are sucked into a video game and man, it's just super cool. So the game is called Narita boy, N-A-R-I-T-A space boy, Narita boy. And it, dude, it is so cool. It's like a very like pixelated kind of style, like stylistically it's very pixelated, but it's an action platformer. So everything is very big in the game. Actually, you should look up some screenshots of it right now. And if you, dear listener, if you're listening, you should also look up some screenshots of this. I'm looking it up. It's N-A-R-T-A. N-A-R-I-T-A space boy. Gotcha. Oh, dude, man. I'm just like now I'm, I'm remembering a little bit of it. So full disclosure, I didn't really get too far into this game just because I was playing it. And if you'll, if you remember, or if you listen to our October Patreon episode, I talked about how it was in like a very big eighties movie vibe. This was, this was part of the reason for that. Like I played it and I was just like, oh man, like this is so cool. So you, I don't know. It's just like the vibe of it is awesome. And you, you're kind of like the hero and you're just like this boy that gets sucked into the video game and you have to save the creator who got corrupted by it. I guess the creator is, he's like somewhere else in Manhattan, actually, like kind of working on, I guess, his next game. And I have a question. Does that mean that they broke the third wall? Because you're inherently, you're playing as a player who got sucked into the game. So no, the story I'm going to, I'm going to say no, because the way that they do it is like, they show you the person that is creating the game. And he, I don't know if he gets like possessed or somehow like, a computer program inside the computer, like a taxon kind of. And he kind of, I don't know if he like loses his memory. I think he kind of like loses his memory and he kind of just like, just like slumps over, like passed out. And I don't know if he's typing code and like typing code while under the influence or he's just like knocked out. I don't really know exactly. I don't remember exactly. But then you're just like a kid and you're playing his old video game. And you like your mom comes into the room and tells you to go to bed. You go to bed. And then you wake up to your screen flashing and it's the Narita boy symbol, I guess like the symbol of the franchise, which is kind of like, kind of like a bat symbol. I mean, like metaphorically, like it doesn't look anything like it. And then you get, you like go to check it out and you get sucked in and like immediately, like, it's just like all techno battle. So like, you really have to like, you kind of have to pay attention a little bit, but they like really just throw you into this world and like, unapologetically like you're in it and they just like throw all kinds of like techno battle at you and you're just like yeah i'm in this world like they they sent out a distress signal and like you were the best player so they inherently i don't remember what exactly what they call you but they're like you're the hero because you were the best at this other game and we need you to help and you have to like help the motherboard 
and like everything's like super stylistic you wield this thing called the techno sword and like you when you get the techno sword i don't want to spoil too much of it i mean that's pretty it's pretty early on because you have to like get the techno sword in order to fight enemies and like before you get the techno sword you just have to dodge the enemies but then once you get it oh man it's so cool like it's like the you actually getting it is just awesome and there's like so much like lore in it too it's really cool i mean i'm not super far into it so i don't know if it pays off too much more beyond that you said you have to help the motherboard what does that entail so you they kind of give you like a set of quests that you kind of have to do like right now i and everything's kind of like in metroid i don't know i guess like metroidvania type games areas are gated off until you find something or find like a power so like there's really only one way that you can go and you have to go and get the techno sword but then once you get the techno sword you can go a couple of different ways and you find floppy disks mm-hmm. and then you take the floppy disks to programs that are like guardians of the doors and then you give the floppy disk to them and then you can go through the door so like right now i right now i have to in order to prove my worth i have to convince one of the oldest programs who is like the guardian of like, I think they call it a sanctuary and it's very techno babbly, but basically I have to like, I know where the door is and I got the key for the door, but I have to go to the door where there's this old program and I have to convince her to give me the next key that I need. Right. So basically like the motherboard still has control over the area that you're in right now. And she's like, we really need your help. And so I guess there are like three big, three big kingdoms that you have to like take over there's like the yellow the blue and the red and the red is obviously the hardest and i think you have to go to the blue first or something but i haven't made it really past any of that honestly dude i'm sounds like it's very computer themed like that's the colors of my cables it really is motherboard oh man like stylistically like it is really cool and it really just kind of feels that like if you're ever like if you ever are like romanticizing about the way that floppy disks look or like i don't know sometimes i find myself in that mood where i'm like man like they were like all the floppy disks they were like different colors and like now it's like you need to get an ssd because you have to like get the space <laughs> or like you know it's like very much just like it feels like a anything today just feels like a hurdle that you have to overcome to do whatever task you need to do i don't know if you ever feel that way but like that's the way i feel about computers like i guess at the moment maybe it's just because i'm no, 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 I definitely feel the same way. And I think that's why people gravitate towards Apple Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot when it comes to just their network of stuff and how they make things work. Yeah, definitely. Because there's definitely like the design of Apple just feels more like personal as opposed to function. But anyways, so I kind of like sometimes I just like romanticize about that, like, I guess, youthfulness and just like how much fun a computer can be instead of. I'm here to do to, like productive tasks, you know? So it, oh, yeah. it very okay. much like, how would you explore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if you're, if you're listening to your listener, we're having a little bit of a, some techno lag ourselves. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> What's that? I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Uh, but yeah, so like sometimes I'm just like romanticizing about like, the way that like you would interact with the floppy disk like, it just like is a thing that you can grab in your hand and like you slide it in to the computer like the form factor of that you know and obviously like 
So mm-hmm. simple. And obviously, like, you're playing a video game, so your brain's in, like, fun mode. And it's also, like, I don't know, maybe, man, maybe this is something about video games. Well, I don't know. I guess maybe it's just all art in general. But it's, like, when you engage with it, like, you're, like, there to engage with it. Especially, like, with video games, like, you're there to play. Like, you can't. I mean, like, so I guess sometimes you can be doing other things. But, like, when I, like, open up my computer, it almost feels like there's, like, so much that I could do, so much I should do, so much that I want to do. And it's kind of, like, I don't know, maybe overwhelming, distracting. I don't know. Our attention spans, you know, are just so shot nowadays. But this definitely, like, is very, very fun in that, like, aspect of it. But it, it really does. Like, it's very much, like, it throws you to the wolves, and it doesn't really give you too much explanation. And it's just, like... Yeah, like I'm the motherboard, like you're the chosen one. Go get the techno sword. Enjoy this these colors over here. And man, it's it's very cool. Like really like stylistically, like this game is awesome. It sounds like a really, really interesting title. And what year was it made? It was it was this year. And I think it's just looking at like looking at the cover art, it looks a little vintage too. Yeah, it really has that man, really like the stylistically, it's like so retro and vintage, and it's really awesome. It makes me think about like Nintendo 64. Almost. Yeah, totally. Like it, it really plays on all of that. I, I'm pretty sure it was released this year. Yeah, it, it released this year in March. And I was actually, I was super excited about this release. I almost bought it on the Switch, but then I bought it on my PS5 because I could get it on sale. And I think it's, I mean, it is an indie title. Yeah, it's like $24, maybe 18 if you buy it on sale. Actually, there's this one place for Steam. It's $1. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what's the best place for you to play it. Just check it out if that's something that sounds interesting to you. And that's about all I had to say. So if you want to jump into one of your games. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of UFC 4 recently. Oh, yeah? How's that going for you? Been on, been on the opposite spectrum with some, a AAA title. Actually, I'm not even... It is because it's an EA game. So naturally it's a triple a but yeah it's been really fun i've just been playing online a lot with my one friend specifically my friend matt man he's just just talks a lot talks a lot of trash just a talker Do you yeah beat him? so no <laughs> not as not as often as he beats me but i i just feel like i could you know i occasionally beat him and i think i'm getting better that's good man i've been playing online a lot to like prepare so i've been playing like against random people but it's just not the same. I think there's something about just being nervous and like really wanting to win that kind of gets. Oh into yeah, definitely, things. man. You gotta be in that I've flow state, that. dude. Gotta be in that flow yeah. state, man. And maybe maybe trash talking puts your buddy in the in the flow state. <laughs> That's probably what it is. You just gotta listen to some lo-fi beats while you're playing, man. It'll throw him off his game. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have been listening to some lo-fi have you? beats. I was listening to some about while I was studying. Yeah, I was studying for. A midterm, and I had some lo-fi in the background. Do you like it? Yeah, man. It's the same video. I think you sent it to me, the one that you sent me, the lo-fi YouTube one that, like, I think it's live. It just keeps oh, nice. going. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I sent that to you. I don't know. Maybe I did. I have a, I have a playlist on Spotify I could send you. It's called My Lo-Fi. It's handpicked by me. Send that. Send that my way. Shuffle that. Actually, there's some pretty cool, there's some pretty cool songs out there. People do some really cool stuff with lo-fi beats, man. There's, like, Mandalorian riffs pokemon riffs like zelda riffs there's some really cool ones yeah. really some really cool gaming ones out there too oh man really quick i gotta shout out some like if you want to listen to some gaming soundtracks should check out the gris soundtrack we talked about that 
a while ago. Check out the Celeste soundtrack. Yeah, just check, search like gaming lo-fi and you'll find some really good stuff out there. Yeah, dude, actually on the on the fighting game front though, I have a question for you about Super Smash Bros. How how do you feel about the, the final character? Because you're a little bit more invested in Smash than I am. What do you mean? Like the, the Master Hand? Oh, did you not see that they released the final character? I saw the news headlines. I didn't know who it was. You know who it is? Oh, wow. Do you want me to tell you or do you want to look at Yeah, yeah. Spoil it. Spoil it. It's Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Oh, that's awesome. A lot of people were guessing that. That's. A, I think that's a good one. I'm really I'm really happy about that, man. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I'm going to buy it because of that. Like, I'm not even like a huge Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts fan. But I'm just like, man, like it just makes me so happy that people are happy that that character is in there. And it's like a character that I recognize that I'm like, I think that I really want to pick. Like, I think this is what's going to make me get Smash Bros. That's so smart that like they figured that out. You know, it's it's crazy. Like I've kind of been like, because fo- I for like the first time ever, I've been like, oh my gosh, like I'm really interested in Smash Bros. I've been kind of like following the news and stuff. And it kind of seems it's kind of like an urban legend floating around the, the internet and the zeitgeist right now, then this it might just be like complete chance that it was Sora. Like it kind of sounds like there was a Square Enix executive or maybe it was a Disney executive. Man, I don't know if it was either like a, either a Square Enix or, or Disney executive just happened upon a Nintendo executive. So it's kind of just like a chance meeting and then they were able to, to work it all out. That's amazing. Isn't that kind of cool? I think it's like, I think it just speaks to like humanity is like, Hey, I would really want to see Sora, Sora in your game. And you're like, I would really want to see Sora in my game too. Let's make it happen. Yeah. I think it's really cool, man. I'm I, dude. I'm really excited to pick it up. I'm obviously I'm not going to pick it up anytime soon. Cause I've got so many games to play through, but yeah, dude, I just think that's cool. I just wanted to, to, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Cause when we play smash, I think we can play online together. Mm-hmm. Like we can do like, Oh, we could even do on tournaments two. on like we could set up like a Sticky Buttons podcast tournament. We totally I would get, get, I would get smashed by our freaking I would, fans, get, I would get run, bro. I would get. Yeah, we have some vicious fans. I'd get there, dude. <laughs> We're gonna have to step our game up if we wanna if we wanna give our, our fans practice to smash. Yeah, dude. I mean, I haven't even bought the game yet, so I <laughs> maybe I'll try and practice on the Wii version because I think I have the Wii version back in my home. So okay, so I got. I mean, we've talked about UFC four a couple of times here on the pod, but is there like any kind of campaign or anything you can do, or is it pretty much just like all all multiplayer? Yeah, there there is a campaign, so you can make a play a fighter and mm-hmm. and play through kind of like a career, and it's it's actually really really well done. You know, I, I think EA did a really good job with this game, although I think other developers really get down to the nitty gritty, but yeah they did a really good job with it like you start off with like the ultimate fighter you start off as like a unknown kind of fighter and you're you're you get into dana white's like contender series which is like how a lot of fighters in the ufc now have made their way into the ufc and then you start fighting and you can like take contracts and stuff and there's like lots of negotiations that you can do it's really 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 good but but the main feature that i like the best is like the training Mm -hmm. You pick, basically you plan out your training camps before a fight. So you can pick like, okay, this, for this fight, I think I can beat this guy easily. So I'm just going to train for two weeks. I'm not even going to like go be in the gym. I'm just going to 
use social media to talk crap and increase my fans. And like, you can do all sorts of stuff. It's really, really cool. Oh, that's lit, man. That's cool. So I gotta, I gotta ask you this, man. So this, I didn't really know it was by EA, but like, so like Nintendo, they have a fighting game kind of like Super Smash Bros. And then there's like Mortal Kombat, which I don't know, that's unlike everything. Do you think that like EA could make this game like a fighting game across like EA properties? And if they could, do you think they would? And then if they are maybe not that, I mean, like, obviously if they could, they would, but if they could make like a fighting game across EA properties, who would you want to see in the fighting game? Like it could be like the whole UFC lineup versus like the FIFA lineup or, or whatever, man. I'd want to see NBA players versus NFL. (laughs) I want to see who who would win. You know, who would really win? Interesting to see that. It'd be interesting to see hockey players you know they they love scrapping with all that gear on but how about you know just just your regular shorts and <laughs> see these hockey players get down, down and dirty in the ring in the octagon yeah, i'd love that man that'd be fun i guess you could also do they do battlefront too well they do battlefront but they also do battlefield that's what i was thinking of like somebody in there with the cpr up against like luke skywalker man that'd be funny <laughs> oh they also have Oh, dude, you could, they could have like Apex Legends, like any of the Apex Legends in there. Any of the, oh, they have Need for Speed too. They could put Need for Speed characters in there. They could. It's a really good fighting engine. Would you put a Need? I like, I like the fighting engine. What Need for Speed? Put a Need for Speed character. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even know Need for Speed characters. Is it pretty much all about the cars? It's all about the cars. You just have a car, man. And like, Run, run people. You're just like, that could be an item. You're just like driver. I think, yeah, your name is like driver and like, <laughs> it's like cops. That's literally it. Like driver and cops. It's very simple. Yeah, they could make it an item. They also, it looks like they have plants versus zombies. So they could make like items, plant versus zombies themes. And also, oh man, this would actually be really cool. They also have the Sims. So Oh man, just imagine having kind of like a me fighter like they have in Super Smash, but it's just like your Sims character. That would be hilarious. That'd be cool. They should make that. I can't stop thinking about two cars in the octagon just <laughs> like going full speed at each other, going nowhere, <laughs> burning a bunch of gas. Man. How do you think that would work? Because like in, in Super Smash, like you, you're trying to knock people off a platform, but in this game, everybody has like a health bar or do they have a health bar? No, it's not a health bar. It's actually a stamina bar. Okay. Because, you know, that's the most, probably the most important thing in a fight. Because you're trying to break down their defenses, right? Exactly. Exactly. And then do you get like a, like a big finishing move? There are no big fishing, but there are like, if you time it well, you can, you can get off like the really big hit and like, it's super damaging. Okay. Yeah. I guess they could do, they can still do that for, like those characters, I think they could do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. They should they should do that. You care if we move on to the the next topic? Of course. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a story for you. Have you have you ever bought a game that was because of the story around the game or like the zeitgeist around the game, but not actually for the game itself? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Can you think of any examples of that? Probably Skyrim. Oh, really? Probably Skyrim. Because back then, I, that wasn't a title I would have, you know, played with. But, like, that guy strong game. was like, it's so good. It got, like, really good reviews. I think it was Game of the Year. 
And so I was like, man, like if it's really this well known, well renowned, it's got to be. There's got to be something to it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I fell in love. Yeah, Skyrim's a great game, man. And uh, you know, dude, let's just say it, man. I don't think we've announced it. Announced it yet on the pod? Do you care to we announce it? Let's go for it, dude. We're gonna be Brandon and myself. We're both playing through Skyrim right now, and we're gonna do a, a special like bonus episode at the end of the year. Maybe maybe at the beginning of 2022, maybe at the end of this year. We're not exactly sure quite when yet, but we started recording a couple a couple little things about it, and so we're not gonna say too much about Skyrim here. But yeah, just know that that's something that's in the works, and that's something that we're doing. Yeah, yeah, you know, funny and. I guess really quick on this. Funny enough, I I think that I really wanted to check out Skyrim because of that, but I just didn't have didn't have a, a box I could play it on. And I think that there was probably if there was a title like that um, for me in like my childhood, it probably would have been like the Halo franchise. I was always really interested in in what that was, and I really only got to play it with like other people. But I think I probably would have picked that up if I had the capability. The Halo franchise. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a huge one. Like the zeitgeist behind the Halo franchise is just immense, yeah. and you can tell from like the cinematic universe. Like, there's a whole cinematic universe there, and I don't think there's ever been a Halo movie like in theaters. Actually, I think there has been, and there's got to have been, right? I don't think so. Yeah, there's totally a Halo movie. I'm starting to wonder if maybe this is not the movie. Is this a movie? There's a bunch of things on YouTube that say Halo. Oh yeah, movie. The, there is the Halo. That's what I mean. Like there's the Halo movie, which is like just cinematic stuff that like the game developers created to like promote the game. But it's oh. never like, oh, here's a here's a cinema like here's a film mm-hmm. that we're dropping and like yeah, watch this you know, which they totally could do and make a lot of money out of because like the universe is just so rich and, and it's really really awesome. Yeah, and they, man, they, like, really, I think we've talked about it before, but, man, they really, like, laid the story on in the marketing so much. It just seemed, like, so cool, and I always wanted to be a part of it, but I just never had the, never had the hardware at the time, so, hey, maybe this year will be my year to get into it. You can play their multiplayer for free. Yeah, man, there's the new one coming out end of this year, no? I think so. I think it's coming out, man, you know, I think that they delayed it, actually. Actually, let me look. Oh, they delayed it. Yeah, I, I remember the actually. Okay, but hold on. Now I'm I'm starting to think that they delayed the the campaign, but I think the multiplayer is still coming out. I can't find it online really quick, dude. Honestly, like, there's just so much stuff on the internet about Halo. It keeps giving me stuff from 2001. <laughs> okay, this was from one one day like one day ago. Okay, it is set to release on December eighth. 2021 is when the free multiplayer is well december 8th i know what we're doing blake we're gonna be on that series x playing some halo do you have a series x not yet but i'm gonna get one by december 8th no you don't need to man you don't need to you, we can play it on our xbox ones we can play it on our Xbones. that's nuts our, well, yeah, yeah it, that's even better i mean it's probably really gonna chug on my <laughs> on my launch xbox one but it's it says it's gonna be available there so I don't want the Series X anyway. You do? Yeah, man. I, I do too, man. I, I'm going to be honest, though. Just because every, it seems that everything they're making for the Xbox right now is backwards compatible, I think I might cop a VR headset instead of a new Xbox. 
I'm thinking about it. I haven't decided yet. We'll see. Uh, but anyways, the reason I brought this all up, man, is because there is a game that I just like I had to buy. And here's the thing. This game is not coming out until 2022, but I've kind of already paid for it. And it's cool, man. It's called Good Boy Galaxy. And it, the reason that it got my attention is it was a Kickstarter project. And what they're doing, they're releasing it on modern platforms, but they're also going to be releasing a physical Game Boy Advance cartridge that's going to run the game. So I like, I paid, I shelled out a little bit extra money. And in 2022, I'm going to get a brand new Game Boy Advance game. Isn't, isn't that like super cool, man? It's really cool. I wonder if they are doing it through Nintendo or they're just like, we're just going to order like these already made games or just going to change it. Like they're definitely, because I'm like part of a Kickstarter, their Kickstarter, I'm, I'm getting updates. And I know that they have been having issues with the manufacturer who's actually manufacturing the physical Game Boy Advance cartridges. And they said in like one of their updates, it's what we gave them to put on there is running fine. But what they sent back to us as like a, a test product was not in the plastic that we specified. So, I mean, I can, I can't imagine that they like let it be screwed up because that was kind of like their whole pitch. But so here's the thing with the good boy galaxy, I'm just going to kind of read you kind of their what's on their Kickstarter and it's good boy galaxies, a brand new exploration platform game coming out on a real game boy advance cartridge plus a PC and switch ports. So they're going to have a, a Steam edition so you can play it on your computer and it's also coming to the Switch. So if you don't have a Game Boy Advance or any way to, to play the Game Boy Advance, um, don't fret. You'll be able to play it on the Switch and also a computer if you have that as well. So And if it can run on a Game Boy Advance cartridge, it can pretty much, I can, I'd imagine it could pretty much run on any PC. And here's the cool thing about this game. You can you can download the demo and play it right now for free. Really? On Switch? It's not on Switch. It's on their online. So you have to go, if you search Good Boy Galaxy Kickstarter, they have a link to where you can try their demo. They are going to ask you to support the developers and pay for the demo, which you can do that if you want. I will just say I had a really hard time playing it on my web browser. I had a hard time playing it on my phone. What I ended up doing is I, I put it on my phone and I used my backbone controller and it worked great. And then I was also like, man, I, I want to see what, like if maybe this would run on my emulator. So I downloaded the ROM and the ROM worked great on my emulator. So there's a couple ways to do it, but just, I don't know, maybe try and do it in the web browser, but I did have some problems getting it to run the way I wanted it to without the backbone. They beat their Kickstarter goal less than a day. Oh yeah, it's insane. If here, I'm gonna see if I can. I think I'll have to log in in order to see all that stuff. Actually, I have it on my phone. Also, something that I've been doing recently, I've been checking out Kickstarter for games because, as I've mentioned in this episode, I realize that I love indie games. So I've been checking out a couple. Like I'm, I've just been keeping an eye on Kickstarter, and I've I've actually. I have six. Yeah, this is the only game that I have successfully been a part of. Um, there was another man. There was this really cool game that I thought looked awesome, but it didn't get funded, unfortunately. I still think that they're going to make the game. Like I joined their Discord, so we'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll shout them out a little bit later. But yeah, man. So Good Boy Galaxy, they 
reached 1,100% of their Kickstarter goal, which is insane because a lot of Kickstarters go unfunded. Yeah. So basically, they originally, they were asking for $24,000 and they ended up getting two two hundred and seventy nine thousand but i mean kickstarter they take they kickstarter takes a fee of of that so they didn't get they really didn't get all that money and they also they had to like physically pay for like these perks and stuff so i hope that i mean obviously like it looks like they have enough to to make the vision that they that they intended and you know it's kind of funny with the kickstarter games the first game that i played that i loved that was a kickstarter was hyper light drifter which we've talked a lot about yeah on the pod and they actually if you find if you search it on youtube the creator and one of the head developer talk very candidly in in a presentation about the kickstarter and all the problems that they had getting that in their campaign and like the development of the game so that was very interesting just to hear them talk about that and after that i was like man maybe i should hop on kickstarter and that's how i found this game and it's it's really fun like i played the demo and it's really fun. Like, it's really cute. Honestly, I've kind of just been talking about everything around the game. I haven't really talked too much about the game. But it's kind of like this Metroidvania-style game, and you play as this dog in a spacesuit, and you have the helmet. And it's incredibly cute, and you have a shield, a jetpack, and a gun. And through different challenges, you, like, walk through doors, and the door will take away either your gun, your jetpack, or your shield. And you have to like solve different platforming puzzles or just different puzzles with enemies coming at you without having one of your three either defense attacker mobility kind of thing. So it's really cool. And I think it's, man, I'm just so excited for it to come out. I'm so excited to play it on like, if I'm so excited to get a physical Game Boy Advance cartridge, man. Like I can't tell you, dude, I feel like that's like such a nostalgia hit that's going to happen. And like, I get to, I don't know. I'm just super stoked to experience it. And you can you can play the demo for free yourself. I mean, support the developers if you want. They they did do pretty well on Kickstarter. It's up to you. Can I just say I think the art looks so so amazing. It's so simple yet like so gravit. There's something about it that's so gravitating. I love it. Oh, that's you know, dog. Thank, thanks for saying that, man. I totally like. I've just been kind of gushing about this. I didn't even get to that. Yeah, dude, it's super sick. Like, go check out their Kickstarter. You can't supported on Kickstarter, but you can still see like their art and you can watch like videos about it. And like the character is so cute, man. He just does like this little animation where he's like wagging his tail, but he has like this helmet in a spacesuit. Oh man. And it's really cool. And like the backgrounds are really cool. So I, I don't really know if this is, I, I think that if man, there's like, I think there's a term for the way that this looks where it's like, it's a 2d game, but the background moves independently of the like the platforms and stuff in the foreground i think that's called a two and a half d game maybe i'm not quite sure i i don't even know really but it's really cool you should check it out and next time i see you in person brandon i'll bring my emulator so you can play it but it's sick dude i'm excited i'm excited to see you and like the game boy advance and have the like cartridge i think they're gonna do something there i think they might just start a fire I dude, I think you're right, man. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna do an unboxing on our YouTube. Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited about it. And like the game is good too, which is, it's like, man, it just seems like at the moment, like obviously we don't have the whole game, but it kind of feels just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like 
I'm kind of anxious that like maybe it won't hold up to my expectations and like I'm prepared if it doesn't but like I don't know even still like it's just been so cool for me to like I'm gonna get a new Game Boy Advance game yeah dude I think in 2022 to just have that like level of nostalgia it's therapeutic definitely man it's fire yeah and dude the game's just fun the game's fun play the demo that's all I gotta say about that So then I, I guess I'll, I'll continue on with one of my games that I've also been playing. I've been dabbling on 2K, just playing 2K a lot still, playing the old gym a lot. I've been improving. We've been improving. Been making my shots, been playing better defense. Working on your jump shot? Yeah. Yeah, I remember last time I mentioned I couldn't knock one down. My friends, my friends still don't want to play with me. And, and shout outs to my friend Mark, my friends Mark and Edgar who say that I never talk about them on the podcast. Here I am talking about you guys on the 40th episode. Let's get it, man. The Mark and Edgar. They don't want to play... Mark and Edgar don't want to play 2K with me, guys. Are you guys, that good? Or? I'm I'm a 3 and D. That's that's my like player's kind of archetype. He, play, he shoots the 3 and he plays defense. And okay. I can't do either of those things very well. <laughs> so they're just... They're just like, you know what, man? I think we're, we'll pass. I'm working on it, and I'm, I'm going to get myself, I'm going to make my 3D good at both of those things. <laughs> That's funny, man. Man, I swear, we are gonna have, we might have to say something at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> totally. All right, so, hey, man, it's Gengar. It's the curse of Gengar. It's out for us <laughs> on this strikes episode. again. On the 40th episode, <laughs> he the- wants to. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, so... I, I want to talk about um, something that's kind of been happening in a different sports game. And I wanted to see what you would think about this if this happened with NBA 2K. Also, really quick, I checked out the cover for NBA 2K 2022. That is awesome, man. It's got a really cool art style for like the cover. Can you do they have like jerseys that are like that in the game or? Is it's pretty realistic in the game, isn't it? They do have a they do have a shirt, a tee. Like if you pre-ordered the game, they give you a tee with the art of the cover. They did a really good job. I think the person on the cover is Luka Doncic, and he's like a shooting guard. It's really really good at his job. That's why he got the cover. Do they also have a? I saw that there was a woman on the title. Is there a WNBA like my career too? There is. There's the first time ever that you can make a WNBA. You can have a WNBA in my career. That's yeah. sick, man. It's, have you done it? I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. I've just been playing the tradition. But I definitely, definitely want to. I actually have saved in my career slot file for it, the save slot file. So far, I've used three of my five. Oh, wow. You've really been... That's cool, man. I, I, yeah, normal, man. I normally only ever use like one of my save files on like whatever game I get. No, yeah. I've really been working on three different kind of play styles, three different... like depending on how I'm feeling, but that really my, fun, my 3D is my favorite. So, so basically what I wanted to ask you is, I don't know if you heard about this at all, but with FIFA from EA, there's a lot of, I guess they're kind of like rumors about how EA might not license the FIFA name because it's so expensive. And it's kind of like, so and I guess they also, they have agreements with like the players union for, I don't know. I don't know. If, so I guess like there's FIFA and then there's like the teams and the player franchise. And I'm sorry, there's like the league of FIFA, like that, I guess that copyright, like that brand uh, yeah. FIFA. Organization. Then, mm-hmm, that organization of FIFA. 
And then there's also like the players union where like individual players would work with EA. That's how they would get paid. And then there's the physical right. teams. So like the licensing of like Barcelona or Manchester United or Manchester city or anything like that. Right. And I guess that like the rumor on the street is, is that they're not going to license the FIFA name, but they're still going to work with the players union and the teams. Yeah. The teams, the league owners. And it's crazy. And like there, it's been a kind of like rumored and everyone's like, I don't think that's going to happen. But they recently EA had a quarterly earnings call and they did not mention the FIFA name at all. But they kind of said that the FIFA, like the, the game that is FIFA, like their FIFA game, they just had their most profitable quarter ever, which like, let me say it again. They had their most profitable quarter ever, mostly because of the FIFA game, but they did not mention the FIFA brand at all. So, so they're really trying to detach themselves from this organization. It hasn't, it hasn't been publicly stated. So it's kind of like my, my personal opinion is, is they're kind of running like a test run. Like, is it possible for us to do this without actually licensing the actual FIFA, which is the, just the league? I see. I see. Do you think that, and I guess my, my thing on this with 2K do you think that would, would work with 2K? So, like, obviously, like, that's still kind of in the air. Like, nobody really knows for sure what's going to happen with that. Yeah. But do you think that they could do that with 2K? Because the, the kind of the theory is, is that the teams and the players and the company making the game would make, theoretically, they'd all make more money. Because they didn't have to pay for the licensing of FIFA or NBA. Well, I mean, I don't see it happening with the NBA because the NBA is, like, more centralized than FIFA. Right, mm-hmm. because FIFA is like an international organization. There's so many different things involved, and I'm sure that like FIFA probably wants a lot of money, or they probably just want not money. Like they probably want like create property rights and stuff, and they're just messing with the process. You know, EA's process. I'm sure they're messing with the process in a way that like they're not used to, and that's why they're like reacting this way. Um, I really want to know more, man. I'm curious as to like, what is going on there? What's the beef? What, what are they yeah. feeding? But the, the NBA is like, they're, they're very easy to work with, but that's not your question. Your question is, if that is happening in the NBA, elaborate on it. If that's happening. Or if that's in happening NBA, in like, FIFA, do you think that that would fly with NBA 2K? Like, do you think it would affect, let's say 2K 2023, 20, if they had to say 2K 2023 or like, not say NBA. It'd be really funny because without the NBA, you wouldn't have the like season, right? Like you would have, you sure you have the teams and the players, right? But who organizes all of them into a schedule and like does the All Star Weekend and does like all these little events and like? Oh man, the NBA that does that. You no, know I was teams. thinking. I'm actually, I'm thinking that might actually be worse for the game because what if they did like a season, like Call of Duty or Fortnite? Like instead of having an NBA season, it was like a games as a service kind of thing. That's horrible. Imagine that's where they're going with that. You know, honestly, I'm I'm almost kind of scared. I brought that up, but that I put that out there. Um, well, because so like, oh, yeah, that's that's scary. Like, why did you? Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I, that's just where my brain went, man. So like with the FIFA games, they're very seedy and they're very much like pay to win which which sucks which is kind of why like oh man i it it just feels it feels kind of sad because it's like obviously like 
with all these sports games is like they're all licensed by the league and like there's really only one person making a big game like that and then like with the fifa ea they have a lot of pay to win elements and like some really predatory online stuff which is why it's so profitable not necessarily a great game but dude ea i mean fifa is so huge compared to nba like yeah, just it's international think about that for a second like what scale how much on what scale is it actually bigger than NBA? NBA has like 32 teams fifa is like what like how many teams 211 wow yeah crazy that's a pretty big scope imagine having to put all those like teams in there into your game i mean i haven't i kind of wanted i wanted to entertain that idea of like the game as a service kind of like elaborate more on that like what that model where do you think they could take that well so here's here's the thing here's the optimistic the optimistic part of me is like if a game went into a, a games of service, my my thing is, is is there's a big if, and that's if the let's say if the season did not expire, or there was no time limit for you to complete what you bought, that would be really cool because it would give you a lot more skins, customizations, expressions. I think that that's really cool, and that's like my biggest critique about these like gaming passes and like these seasons on these games, it's if you can't beat it, it's over. Like you lost all that stuff and there's some really cool stuff in there. And like games are just so, they're so expensive to make. Like as we, as we learned in our blood, sweat and pixels episode, which you haven't, you haven't listened to that, go check that out. Kind of go over game development that we had really had no idea about prior to reading that book. We did a whole episode about it. But it's just so expensive that I wonder maybe having like a, a constant flow of income would make to a better game, which unfortunately, it's just gotten to the point that so many people want to make these like games as a service type of things and have a season that it's just like how like, honestly, like I, I really want to get one of those because I'm like, that's some really cool stuff that I just know, like deep down, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to to play a hundred hours in the next 30 days. So my optimistic part of me is if they could make it to where it didn't expire and you could like come back and say, let's say it doesn't even like, let's say like FIFA, for example, let's say they do make this um, like a season. Let's say I go in and I play for an hour today and I work towards my season. And then let's say I only get to half of it by the time the season's over. Then let's say I still want to get the next one let's say I buy the next one and let's say there's like two ways you could go about it. Either like I could only focus on getting experience for one or I could get experience for both at the same time. Like it wouldn't be that hard. And I think that that would be really cool because then it's like, I'm still supporting it in the next season, even though I didn't finish it and it just doesn't feel as bad, you know? Yeah. And, I, and so like, there is actually a game that's coming out that's trying this and I, gosh, I hope it works. And I truly, like, I think I'm going to buy it just because I know it's not going to expire. And that's the new Halo. They're trying, they've announced that they're doing seasons that aren't going to expire and they're making the Halo free to play. So that's kind of what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it really works out. And I'm hoping that, that that's something that carries in the future. So I think that would be really cool because it, it would give the people making the game an opportunity to create more stuff for a game that's popular and continue to fund it and make more content 
if if there's a demand for it. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a great idea. And maybe that is where they're going. Honestly, I mean, they, there's a lot more potential there. And that way they could branch out from just, you know, the, the consoles. I feel like FIFA's like kind of not trapped by consoles, but it's mainly a console thing. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of potentiality there for it to be even bigger than just you know, a triple A title. I think it can be like a thing where like, you see how people play chess now, like let's play a game of, you know, soccer a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I just think that that's like a cool concept. Like, so here's like another thing, like there's the optimist in me is like, that would be really cool. And it, it's just kind of weird. Cause like, I just feel trepidatious about buying these seasons. Like, I mean, I'm sure that you have been too, but I just have been burned. It's like, I bought this. And I thought I was going to be able to make it through, but then just like life, I'm an adult now. Like I don't have unlimited time to play video games. Like life got in the way. And I was just like, I I remember staying up till 3 a.m. on a work night to finish a Call of Duty season. And I was just like, this sucked. I didn't want to do this. It's like I had to finish. I had to get, I I literally for like five hours straight was just doing, I think it was like 24-7 like cargo. Dude, after after a while, Call of Duty just gets like, uh, for me personally, I just can't. yeah I yeah I actually I was thinking about this today. I, I went for like a board ride today, and I was like, man, like I I really enjoy playing Call of Duty, but I just like sometimes I'm I just I don't want to be I don't want to be playing it so much that it's like the only thing I think about because like I feel like for me like I I try to keep my gaming like ten hours a week and like 10 hours a week of call of duty that's a lot and then it just doesn't really leave a bunch of time for anything else because one of the reasons i was thinking about this is because they're i knew they were releasing a new one this week i didn't know it was today but man it's just like i could still play the, i mean i could still play the one i have i know and, that, and for me it's the same thing dude i'm like i could still play the one i have there are still zombies maps there that like they like just how, released new zombie yeah, maps, like two uh, new zombies maps in like the last couple of months. So like, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready. I think, to... I'll, I think I'll hold off on Vanguard for a while and I'll see if it's something I want to do. But like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of waiting for reviews myself. And also, I'm done with multiplayer anyway. I don't play it anymore. Yeah, I. it's just so, man, it's so hard to find the time and to keep up with it too. Like also like another thing with this Vanguard, and like obviously there's like the, the lawsuits surrounding Activision Blizzard. And that just feels so gross. Like I'm kinda I'm also kinda waiting to see if not that I want to boycott it because like I know there are so many good people that worked on it, but like I just want to see what everybody else is doing. Like if everybody else is boycotting this because of the lawsuit, like I'm probably going to too. But I just want to see kind of what the whole thing is about it. So I'm not gonna buy it on I'm not gonna buy it right now. I might wait a week, see where it's at. But do you have anything else that you want to talk about? I have, I have one more game that I really want to talk about, and one that I could kind of give or take. I think I'm, I'm good. Just wrap it up with your game. Yeah, I can talk about the other one later because we've been recording this one for a while. It definitely feels like it's been more than it has because of the connection issues. All right. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's about all we had for today. I mean, thanks for tuning in as always. Honestly, this one, this was a really fun one. We didn't really have a topic and we kind of just. Freeformed the whole way through, but there's a lot, a lot there to unpack. Yeah, we did. And, you know, the spirit of Gengar was with us the whole time. And 
you know, I think we're probably going to have to record a little bit just saying that we're having some connection issues, but hopefully it didn't affect you guys too much. And yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think for the most part it was, it was good. It was pretty good. You know, I got nicked with a couple shadow balls a couple times, but you know, besides that, I, was, I, was I got hit, hit with the hex and a lick and <laughs> shadow sneak. Yeah, dude, it, was, <laughs> it was rough. We got through it. You know, we're sturdy. We're sturdy over here. Man, you know, it's so funny. Like in the animes, the, uh, like the ghost Pokemon, like Gengar, I just think it's so funny that they look so menacing, but then they totally have like the, like the goofy three stooges act kind of thing. Like they're not really spooky at all. Like they just want attention. They're trying to scare people to get the laughs. And I just think that's so funny that like twist on it and they're not actually malicious. Have you seen that at all? Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing it in the end. Yeah. I think it was like the, the first, they, I, I mean, I've really only seen the first, the first anime. Yeah. Where yeah. they go through like red and blue, but man, I just think that's all. I just think that's so fun. Like such a funny twist that it's like, they look so malicious, but like they're really just there to, to scare people for the laughs. Yeah. All right. So you ready to end this one up? Yeah. Thank you to everyone that has supported us on Patreon recently. It means a lot to us. And just thanks to everyone that um, checks out our YouTube videos. And thanks for everyone that follows us on Instagram. We, it really it really does mean a lot. Uh, recently, um, I posted a lo-fi, lo-fi skate video on our Instagram, or not our Instagram, our YouTube. I think that's pretty cool. You should check it out. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can support us for as little as $1. Um, if you're unfamiliar with what Patreon is, it's just kind of like a paywall service. Um, you do have to download an app or create an account. And it basically, it, it's a like a pretty verifiable service. And basically what they do is they create a paywall. So you have to pay and then you can see the content that's behind it. And it is set up in kind of like a recurring payment kind of way, but we, we don't really have a limit. And if you could support us for as little as $1, it would really help us out. We're just really trying to make it so that the patron could support our editing costs. It would just help us out if you could do that. And thank you to everyone that has it really, it really does mean the world. And thank you so much for listening. I mean, like we, we say it pretty often, but it, it really means the world to us. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. And we're looking forward to making more and more episodes for you guys. Just doing really cool stuff here at the Sticky Buns Podcast. And if you could share with a friend that you think would like it, that would help us out a lot as well. So just thanks again to everybody for listening. And I hope that you have an amazing week. (laughs) 